watching this live on YouTube, you just missed the awesome announcement. But guess what? I'm going to be telling you again tomorrow at the web show on Saturday. Oh, yeah. We're about to hit the weekend, the first big fucking weekend of 2016, where we're going to be doing lots of stuff to do with good videos and all that. Ghosty's going to be here first thing in the morning. He's nowhere first thing in the morning. You should feel privileged that that's going to happen. I feel privileged anyway that he's going to be here and doing stuff while I'm probably still in my shorts and my babies are still pooing all over the house and my dog's crying and all that. It's going on tomorrow. And then a web show to finish it off. <sighs> so, so good. Unfortunately, we didn't get to finish stream week. Legion Alpha getting all up in my grill. Releasing it this week. Didn't Blizzard know it was stream week? We were playing Mass Effect. We were continuing our story of sexing only blue people. Only blue people. If you're blue, your pants are free game. If you've not got any colours of the blue variety, I'm not going in. I'm not saying I'm xenophobic. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, I like the bit of blue. I like a bit of blue, yeah? I like a bit of blue. When I'm getting my scissor sisters together, a bit of blue. That's how we like it to go. So we had some good fun this week. It was enormously enormously well worth until blizzard ruined it which means there's lots of legion comment content coming your way of which i did lots the only one i have to redo was the discipline priest i made a video today where i raged at how bad the discipline priest artifact quest line is until i told somebody that i raged about it and they said why and then i told them that apparently uh, how it went for me and apparently mine bugged and there's supposed to be like npcs and stuff with you and it's not supposed to be what I did, which was awful, awful, so bad. So I have to redo that. So full disclosure, I have already done it, but I'm going to have to redo it. But it should be different because it should actually involve NPCs or something doing something in the instance, which didn't happen when I did it. So <laughs> I just did it all on my own and it was rubbish and I hated every second of it. So that was my week. But the yard video is pretty much every day for the foreseeable future. The foreseeable future. Next week, I, of course, focused on making the legacy video, which is awkward because we don't get our camera till Monday, but I'm going to make it work. It's going to be fine. It's going to be dandy. I could do a lot of stuff outside that. But that's not why you're watching this right now. That's all my announcements done, I think. Until the web show tomorrow. <sighs> you're here for drama. What is drama time? I haven't told anybody in ages. It's simple. We play MMOs. People have anonymity. People go under the radar. People have no pubes, which makes them crazy. Then they start getting pubes, which means their hormones make them crazy. And make them do all sorts of crazy, stupid things. And some of us are just dumb adults that shouldn't be playing video games. But we're our, and we're going to stay here. And we're not going nowhere. So, relive your stories. Tell us the awful things you did. Get it off your chest. Lighten the load with us. Totally anonymous. Just send me an email to drama at preachgaming.com. And only, if, you know, if overall about 30,000 people might laugh at it, <laughs> which is fine, right? You can, you can live with that. You can live with that. I'm sure you can. You'll be absolutely fine. It's going to be good. So what have I got in store for you today? We've got a follow-up. You might remember, or maybe not. If you watched last week's Drama Friday, we had a guy who, pretend, who pretended to kill himself. You may recall that. He sent us the follow-up story of what happened in the aftermath of the time he pretended to kill himself as a joke on his friends yeah pretending to kill himself that was fun wasn't it hilarious and all those kind of things that was going on there i have a story <laughs> involving those wonderful games <laughs> like perfect world <laughs> and second life <laughs> those 
wonderful sex games that people plays. Uh, and we're going to see exactly how that's going to go on. It was just a prank, right? It was just a prank. Yeah, but he had Ank. That was the joke. That was the punchline that didn't quite pay off. Which is unfortunate. Now, I know a few things I saw in the last round time when I checked the comments. Like the camera wobbles and stuff. With the new setup, it'll be fixed when the new camera arrives. This one's balanced on a monitor. Yeah, I'm that, that, that poor quality right now. It's really bad. And uh, this floor's uneven. So, survive with it with one more week. And then next week, it's going to be all good, man. It's going to be all good. It's going to be fine. Uh, so, it's all good. It's just a prank, bro, right? So, we're going to follow up with that story. I've got some, uh, I've got like three others in front of me, should we? We're out of time. But these are kind of like uh, run-ons. So, <laughs> let's follow up with what happened with the guy who died. Let's follow up with that guy who pretended to die. Because that's good stuff. Uh, okay, <laughs> here we go. I'll pick the names as we go through. It's going to be for the Patreon. The Patreon just keeps growing, but we'll, we'll, we'll beat it. I'm sure we can. I'm sure we can. Okay, The Time I Died IRL, part two, The Reckoning. The Reckoning. Hi, Preacher. Thank you for taking the time to tell the story of my brilliant plan to fake my own death. I still feel awful about it, despite it being almost a decade since it transpired. I did give all the people involved an open-ended ticket to hit me in the face if we ever met IRL. But of those I've met, nobody has yet to punch me in the face. Good thumbs. Since your chat seems to have some questions about the things that ended with the girlfriend, who was not in on the deal, I thought I would supply the rest of the story of how my whole world came crashing down after that moment. Okay, so that's where we are. So we're going to pick a girly here, which will be Catherine. Catherine. Uh, we need a guy who will be uh, hmm, Lance. Love that name. <laughs> Lance. And a best friend. And a best friend who will be... Who's our best friend here? Ooh. Retzmar. Retzmar. Excellent stuff. Excellent stuff. Wonderful, wonderful people. Okay. Alright, you awesome people. Are you ready? This is, this is going to end so badly for all concerned that I think we can enjoy it a little bit. So for those of you who missed it, I played a shaman in vanilla and it is now a couple of months into the burning crusade when the plan to fake my own death went down. I was around 20 years old at that time and I've been dating my girlfriend who was playing an undead warlock for almost four years. And we were living together. We had concocted a plan in high school to make things work despite the troubles before us. And she had enrolled in college while I got a job and worked to keep a roof over our heads. When we weren't playing wow or shagging like rabbits, we were probably fighting and getting angry at each other. It wasn't like that at first, of course. She just hadn't cut it out in college. And I had allowed her a grace period to either return to school or find a job so that I might go to college myself having her home was nice we cuddle play wow watch movies and just enjoy being in each other's company at the time i was having my paycheck deposited into a joint account does anybody remember quiz pop quiz what was she spending all his money on <laughs> all their money i should say what was she spending all their money on uh in retrospect not controlling the finances <clears throat> was an enormous mistake and one I have never, ever repeated again. 
If you didn't know this already, this is a cautionary tale. <laughs> Beanie Babies! She had to fill out the Beanie Baby collection because it was half done, which is just idiotic. It was the fucking Beanie Babies, right? There was some Pokemon in there, but I think the focus, right? Square in the eyes was on the Beanie Baby collection and making sure we'd, we'd nailed that down. Got to finish that off, yeah? No half endeavors with this girl. We've sorted it. After a few months, it became apparent that my lovely girlfriend, Catherine, was allergic to work. Oh, Catherine. Scary out there in the big world. People expect results. And you're not providing results with your beanie babies. Catherine would moan about working and make herself so ill with apprehension she'd get sent home or fired for underperforming. We got fired. Uh, we got to fight more and more. Something like an entire 12 months went by without her having a job for long enough for me to feel comfortable going to school. We really didn't do much on WoW together after the Burning Crusade dropped. I would still purr purr in arena with the fellas while she was in another guild doing SSC. Wiping on the lurker below. You do have to run in a circle. That's a fact. That's a fact. You do have to run in a circle, which is some shocking stuff to be able to pull off. My job was physical, and despite being a gym junkie in high school, my rotator cuffs were coming undone. I was attempting to move up in the company to something less strenuous, but it took time, and having to ice down my joints every day after work was becoming tiresome. Then the money problem started. The Beanie Babies grew. I, what are them things in Star Trek? Man, I could have dropped a really cool reference then, but I can't remember. Tribbles. <laughs> the money problem started. The Beanie Babies turned to Tribbles. I had come home one day and was immediately berated. She berated him, right, for having spent six dollary dues on a meal and a drink at work because he had forgotten his lunch. She bought Beanie Babies with his money... And gave him shit for spending six dollary dues on his lunch. She informed me that she had seen fit to ask her parents for some extra money to make ends meet. Gotta reach the handout sometime. Gotta go. Please. This confused me more than anything, but the argument ensued. The worst part was, she was that type of girl. You couldn't express anger towards her, or even raise your voice. A decibel, because she would just burst into tears and lock herself away for days at a time until you apologised. <laughs> Good job you don't get excited at video games. Holy shit, just burst into tears immediately, like a bubble popping. She was an only child. And before moving in with me, she had never touched a vacuum cleaner. I had to explain to her how to do it properly. She had never washed her own clothes. She had never used a dryer and was a little bit scared of the noise it made. The dishwasher seemed nonsensical to her and she had never realistically made her own toast, although she did know how to do it. So, how do I vacuum? 
You can see it now, can't you? <laughs> oh, God! Oh, no, no, the vacuum cleaner. Not again. Not again. If someone asked me how to use a vacuum cleaner, I would totally stick it on their face and be like, that's how you do it. And now all the dirt will come up through your feet. That's how you'll do it. That's how you do it. Shame. You think so? Shame. Is it her fault, though? Is it? Is it her fault? Is it? These are the real questions, right? These are the real questions. She certainly didn't know how to cook. Out. I'm out. I'm out. She didn't know how to cook anything that didn't involve a preset on the microwave. <laughs> I would like to know that I was okay with it all. It's fine. He knew that going in, right? This isn't new information. He knew that during the dating period. This isn't like dawned on him immediately when she turned up at the door with four microwave dinners and a vacuum up her ass. He knew this going in. He knew what was going on. It was an opportunity to teach somebody something useful and for us to bond over vacuum cleaning. But it does lend to the type of mentality I had to deal with. Her fragility when we were dealing with our problems was incredibly frustrating. This prompted me to get a small thing every now and again and that wouldn't concern me. Then I saw all the little things. Dozens upon dozens of transactions for the Beanie Babies. A shiny Pokemons on eBay for a DS. Hello Kitty decorations for the bathroom. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't think I could take a shit. <laughs> With Hello Kitty looking at me. Holy crap. That's really scary. That's a nightmare bathroom. You'd walk out. Even at a party. You would walk out. You'd walk in. You'd see it. You'd leave. You'll go home and take a shit there. You'll go home and take... I don't want to piss. No, I'm not having anything else to drink. I'm had, I've had enough. I hated the bathroom. There were seat covers on the toilet with Hello Kitty. Oh god, it looks at you from the bowl! The bowl stares back! That's disgusting. That's disgusting. She had seat covers for her car. Frivolous shit like that. I'm sure most game apps were designed with her psych profile in mind. Wow. The bowl stares back. At least you can take a shit on Hello Kitty's mouth. That's alright. We had one of those real talks. <laughs> we need to talk. You and me. We need to talk. We, we're going to uh, we're gonna have to have a little chit chat here. We had one of those real talks about how things like this had to stop. And we had to focus on us. How do you think that conversation went? What do you think, audience? Do you think it went well? <laughs> do you think it was a good result? Hmm? Let's have a little talk, okay? The Beanie Babies, the Hello Kitty toilet seat, and the toilet paper needs to stop. It needs to stop. <clears throat> we did make more time for each other both in-game, World of Warcraft, and in RL. Things got a little better. Yeah? It got better. We bonded. She'd still raid. I would join in occasionally in that Karazhan. She would arena and BG with me. The BG spirit. It really kicked off after a while. And we got most of our old guildies back together. Catherine had taken, a, taken to playing a lot with Lance. A shadow priest from back in vanilla. An old friend. Hi Lance. Welcome to the story Lance. How does this end? I wonder. Most of the time when I would log in after my work week was ending on a Sunday morning, they would be in a group together. I thought that's cool that she's got this old friend to play with while I was at work. I was kind of fond of Lance. He was a cool dude. She didn't have too many RL friends to hang out with. 
We still did fight occasionally, but not with the frequency and with the ferocity that we had in the past. Thank you, Lance. Lance brought the soothing cream to the relationship that it needed, right? It had burns on it, but Lance was there with the place he's like pseudocreme. Yeah? Bit of antiseptic cream. Rub it on your ass. You feel so much better. At this point, though, I was getting burned out on World of Warcraft. I had hatched the scheme, to the f I had, and this is when I hatched the scheme for the Feign Death IRL plan. When it all came down, we had a lovely conversation questioning my sanity and whether or not I was uh, losing my mind. That's a real talk as well. <laughs> okay, we need to discuss what just happened. Alright. Uh, you pretended you were dead. For a joke. To a lot of people. We need to take a double check on how things are going with you. Let's focus on you. I used the whole thing as an excuse to quit WoW. And urged her to as well. Let's move on. She cited her lack of social life outside of the game as her reason to keep playing. Which I couldn't really argue against. I focused more on working and other RL pursuits. Martial arts and the like. Hoa. She spent most of her time raiding with Lance. And the three of us would bullshit on Vent or an MSN when I would watch her play. We were moving into 2007. When Catherine asked if I would be okay with Lance coming to visit. I said, sure, I want to meet Lance. This being the first WoW friend we'd, we'd have met in person. It seemed like a good idea. So he booked a flight in February. We marked it on the calendar. I started playing WoW again and world PvP rapidly on my new server. He was to stay with us from the 11th to the 18th. A solid week with our friend Lance. I even got some friends who were out of town at the time, as well as my best friend, Retzmar. To agree to visit during this week and create a big old friend ball. They'd asked me if I would worried about how much time Lance has been spending with Catherine. In my naivete, I, I assumed that him being barely 18 and my having a job that paid the bills secured our relationship from all threat. I'm safe. This guy has spots on his face. He's got a little, little dick. Tiny and no money. I am providing... All of this, this comfortable beanie baby ridden lifestyle that she's used to, I am providing all that so she can sit at home and play WoW all day. I am pretty much guaranteed to not be in any trouble with my relationship. Do you agree, squad? Does that sound logical to you guys? You're not thinking like a crazy woman. That's what's up with you guys. We all know what's going to happen. Don't we? We all know. We all know. <laughs> Catherine and I still did the dirty. On the regular. Yeah. I was in pretty good shape. Yeah. Mike. <laughs> That's an alarm. <laughs> oh, I must call my mother. That's Why would I set that for a Friday? Okay. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> in fact, my taking a break from WoW seems to have patched up our rough spots. Everything was actually pretty good at this point. Pretty good. I ended up being the one who was going to pick Lance up from the airport since my shift would end about an hour before his flight landed. I felt less worried when I saw that he was maybe a full head shorter than me. And let's just say, a little bit meat pie. Yeah? A little bit on the meat pie side of things. Short, squat, dumpling man. Yeah? Dumpling man. Nothing to fear. Hmm. <laughs> dumpling man. I would play it cool, 
And I would not be the real reacting jealous boyfriend. You know what I mean? I'll just be cool about it. It's no worries. It's no worries. He's a, he's a little pork pie boy. We're all right. We got home and Catherine gave him a hug. Though I felt that the first tremor of doubt ran through me as she wrapped her arms. I hadn't seen her quite this animated in some time. I attributed my feelings to being exhausted from a very long week and overthinking things that my friends had put in my head. So I quickly retired and went to bed. When I woke up, Catherine and Lance were nowhere to be found. I had a text message that they went out shopping for a few things for when the other guests would arrive. Awesome, no big deal. I hate shopping. This is cool. They came back home with, Re with Retzmar. And the friends that I had invited over showed up that night and we all ended up having a jolly old time and a drink up. I, being the host, saw to it that I would oversee the mixing of beverages and cooking and providing the food. When the night was winding down, I found myself cornered by Retzmar. And the others telling me that something very fishy was happening with that lance. These three were my oldest friends. So I paid attention. I pondered how to approach the situation and decided it would be best to deal with it after Lance had left. I'd play it cool and not be crazy about it. But as the week went on, they would disappear frequently on errands. Sometimes going shopping and returning with nothing. That's a giveaway. That's fucking rookie. You're telling me you're having an affair, right? In the guy's house, your excuse for going out and sticking it up the fucking Jap side is that you're going shopping and coming home with nothing. Science, motherfuckers. Even an idiot can work out that that's not working, right? Just saying. Just saying. It's a giveaway. It's a giveaway. It's a clue, at least. At the bare minimum, it's a fucking clue. Wednesday night. Raid night, as we, we call it. Valentine's Day. Bastard on a raid night? Motherfuckers. It was when I was due to go back to work on my shift. Me and Catherine exchanged our gifts and said our I love yous. And I headed into work. Lately, my Wednesday had been full 12-hour days like the rest of my week. They were supposed to be half days on a Wednesday. But to my surprise, when I arrived at work, they told us that there were scheduling errors and I had the day off. So I clocked out. I drove home. You know what I returned to. That moment was the second most incensed I have ever been in my entire life. But to my credit, I didn't cause bodily harm. I didn't punch holes into walls or doors. I broke up with her that night. I grabbed my shit as much as I could carry and went off to a co-worker's house and cancelled everything to the house. Electricity, phone, internet, the works, the rent. Over with. I cancelled every service and thing in that apartment that we shared. We made an attempt over the week to see if there was some way to reconcile. Dude, no. You're not reconciling. Look at her. Look at her now. Picture in your mind. You see that mouth? It's had a dick in it that wasn't yours. You're going to kiss her. Are you? You're going to put your tongue in there. Think of this. Think about it. Think about it. Mm. Little fat meat pie dick and all. Oh, la, 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 that's what you can see now, isn't it? When you picture in your mind, that's what you... All the time, covered in gravy. Yeah? 
Little meat pie, man. Just saying. Just saying, it's facts, it's science. You know what I mean? Don't, don't, not my fault. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> we made an attempt over the week to see if there was some way to reconcile, but there was no way. A full week after that, I asked Retsmar to accompany me, wingman me, while I went to get the rest of my shit. She had changed the locks, but luckily, somebody was home to let me in. Lance had already moved in during that week. He hadn't even left. It was all part of the fucking plan, mate. You got fucking moved, mate. Lance moved and the meat pie outplayed you. You got outplayed by the crust and the gravy. Yeah, that's what happened there. Now we get into the first most incensed I'd ever been in my life to discover that this cunt was in my house. He opened the door for us and stepped into the living room to give us room to get in. It gets a bit fuzzy on the details here because I was just lost in a rabid rage, the likes of which I can't really remember. But according to Retzmar, Lance stepped within arm's reach of me to say something, probably to apologise for how it went down. And all the veins in my face and arms popped out. <laughs> like Red and Stimpy. <laughs> Before I had a chance to visit a beating on Lance, Retzmar put me in a chokehold and dragged me out of the house. Retzmar is six and a half foot tall, six deuce, with about a hundred pounds on me. He's a big fella. All I remember is sitting on the step outside the apartment with Retzmar yelling at me through the door to wait in the fucking car. The adrenaline crash was so intense I saw spots and I couldn't move without my muscles feeling like they were jelly. I'm pretty sure that if Retzmar wasn't there, I'd have done something particularly horrible. I did solemnly vow though that at <laughs> the door that if Lance and I were ever to meet again, he would not see another sunrise. That's a closing line. You will never see another sunrise. In the weeks following our complete physical separation, I received a phone call from Catherine's parents saying they wanted their car back. They had bought the car for me sometime after high school and I had been making installments to pay them back. Hmm. We had not signed anything and there were no receipts. I had been paying it. I consulted my dad. <laughs> Fuck me. If I ever get this conversation, bang. <laughs> Who I hadn't spoke to in about three years with this dilemma. Nice! Got back in the good books with daddy boy. He said, Fuck it. Give him the car and cut your losses. Good plan. <laughs> what a dad. Fuck it. Give it up. So I did. I even detailed it before I returned it. I had made a conscious effort to take the high road through this whole exchange. While Catherine had spent her time taking, t talking massive amounts of shit on me on the good book. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know she was on the good book. You all know it. You all read it. You were there. She was on that good book like it was fucking Twitch drama, right? She was like, oh, what a dick. Turn up at my house to collect his shit. Stop paying the rent for me and everything while I move my new boyfriend in. Didn't even give me some time to get everything sorted after I fucking cheated on him. What a penis. Right? You know she was all over the good book and fucking loving it. Bastard. 
bastard. I suffered the tirades in silence. I didn't feel the need to sling insults in our or air our business in public. I let her keep all the furniture. She took my car. She even stiffed me with half of her student debt, which was on our joint bank account. Oh, oh my god. Wow. Fuck that. <laughs> the bank refused to close the account and would come after us both if the balance was balance and debts weren't paid in full. As a bonus, she somehow renewed the lease for the apartment with my name still on it, and when she couldn't pay, she dragged my credit card through the muck with hers. Didn't change credit card? Oh, is it the joint one? Maybe. I hadn't said a word about any of this through the whole ordeal. She stripped me of my shaman as well. Oh, not the shaman! No way! Not the shaman! No, not your shaman, dude! The account had been made with her credit card originally before we had a joint account. I would never have the chance to get my season one Gladiator Drake from the mailbox. Oh, no. No, not the shaman. That's the worst. I mean, debt, debt can be paid off, but that shaman's never coming back. Never forget that shaman. She also somehow managed to get my following two accounts banned. All of our friends quickly became my friends because they knew what the fuck was going on. I moved on with my life. And so did she. I did hear through the grapevine, the grapevine though, that she ruined Lance's life just as much as she had ruined mine. Boom! She's leaving victims, man. She's got a trail of blood and a trail of debt a mile long. Watch out for the snapping vagina. It's coming for you guys, all you guys out there. I ended up working for a company called Google much later down the line, and this nonsense was all but forgotten. But who did I run into while working there? But Lance. And it so happens that behind the building was a little parking lot. We had seen each other around, and we kept stony poker faces. While I was enjoying a cigarette and taking shelter from the wind behind an outdoor vending machine, Lance, too, stepped outside to take refuge from the elements. It was night. There wasn't many lights. I could see his eyes get wide and the color drain from his face. He was very still. I could see his little brain processing the situation as he, he glanced around quickly, but trying not to take his eyes off me. It was dark, no cameras. We were the only two outside in the small hours of the morning. I was within distance. I was between him and the door back inside. I was fully capable of going crazy. I drank it in and let him just stand there scared. I leaned in close so I could look into his eyes before saying, I told you she was a bitch. I blew my smoke in and walked away, laughing. My life's pretty good now. Say what you will, but sometimes the high road is pretty fucking satisfying. But only, not only had I survived this, but I had thrived. I later left Google after finishing up my long overdue school and am now making aircraft that some of you have probably flown in. Debt free, I might add. Meanwhile, poor old Catherine has filed for bankruptcy and lives in a cabin with several cats. A first-hand account from a mutual friend. Cats. You're done fucked up if you're in a cabin with the cats. Hello Kitty was a step too far. Living in a cabin with a lot of cats, that's fucking messy, right? That's some dirty pussy action. We don't none of it. We want none of it. We want none of it. Right? Thanks again for your time. I hope you all learn never to ever trust anybody with your money. Good idea. No need for joint bank accounts, in my opinion anyway. We don't use one. <coughs> it's fine. It's fine. Wow. Thank you for your update. It was uh, a tale. A tale to be told and a tale to be shared. And congratulations on doing much better with yourself. Right then, should we talk about a meowing girl? Sounds good to me, right? Boom. 
The meowing girl are how I grew to hate raiding. <laughs> okay. We need... Uh, man, there's a lot of names. I should really do this before the show. Fuck Catherine. Fuck her. Fuck her. Okay, so we're going to have... Bum, 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 bum. Magneto? Is that what you signed up as? That's funny. Magneto. Unless that's your real name, in which case, ball appearance. Risky, but a payoff nonetheless. Uh, Aubrey? We're going to have. Steven. The Eggman. Channing. Oh. Oh. Channing. Look at the buff. Now, everybody on my Patreon list is probably like really, really swag. And. Gabriel. Gabriel. Excellent. All right, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> How I grew to hate raiding. Sad times. Sad times. Somebody ruined it for you. Somebody ruined it for you. Let's find out who ruined it for you. Hello, Preacher. About a year ago, I submitted my story of splitting up a guild back in vanilla. And it ended with me resubbing for Wallace of Draenor. This is where our story begins. It spans multiple raid instances, deuce MMOs, and many... Many headaches. So I resubbed for Walls of Draenor and decided to ignore all your advice and immediately join the first and best raiding guild from Trade Chat. <laughs> Happens all the time. Lots of people who watch my videos and go, not doing any of that. Oh, it ended badly. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. My intent was to find something better once I'd shaken off the ring rust of not having played WoW for a while. I ended up sticking with the guild forever, though. I'm committed. They gave me a chance. I owe them everything. I was nothing before this trade chat guild. Nothing. And now, now I'm a part of them. Through thick and thin. <coughs> Some of the people were fun to be around. There's fun people in every guild. There is. There's really nice people in most guilds. Most guilds. Not my guild. Dickheads. Like... Ridiculous, really. When you think about the odds of so many dickheads in one guild. Mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. But it's true. It's absolutely true. Fast forward, then. To High Mall opening. When we first stepped in. You remember, guys? So we've been training, right? We've been doing our challenge modes. We've got as many epics as we can. We've been running it day after day. And now it's here. We're going to step into High Mall. We're going to be start kicking some fucking ass. And you walk in. You rise from that elevator. And it slowly rises up. And then you see them. The arena. And you bask in the glory as the audience looks down upon you. Ready to watch as you take on the first raid boss of Warlords of Draenor. And out he steps. Kargath Blade Fist. And you walk up to him. You stare him square in the eyes. And you go, got a hand mate. And then what do you get? One of the easiest fights ever in the history of WoW. Lies, Ripsnarl. <laughs> well played. Well played, Blizz. Well played. 
I was a tank alongside a guy called Steven, which worked much better than I expected. We were only a heroic raiding guild and had a lot of trouble with Imperator Margok. Mines are difficult, apparently. You did have to move left or right, though. But which one? That's the mystery, isn't it? Do you go left? Do you go right? It's fucking mind games. On Margok, mind games. But otherwise, the girl was pretty okay. Throughout Highmall, I made great friends with Steven. And Magneto, the raid leader in particular. These two were really very close friends. Having known each other for nearly seven years, the three of us got along very well. And to some extent, managed the raid team as a trio, a trifecta. Despite our attempts to manage it, however, we did have issues as we closed in on that Blackrock foundry. People left the team. We had trouble replacing them. Our server was big. It had too many guilds. First world problems, too many guilds. So getting players to join us rather than someone better was difficult. When the signs started to show, Steven said that if the team did crumble, if we fell apart, he was going back to Final Fantasy XIV. A game him and Magneto had played together as the expansion for that was right around the corner. I was reluctant to switch games as well. It was my passion. It was my feeling. It was my pubes. But he and Magneto managed to convince me to come along should things go wrong in WoW. And things went wrong indeed. Around four to five weeks into Blackrock Foundry, we would have regularly five people show up for raid nights. That's a bad time. <laughs> five people. <laughs> Who's missing? Everybody's missing. Don't you understand? Everybody, we have no raid. You can't raid with five. It can't happen. Five people. And they're all DPS. Oh no, two tanks. So you're five people with two tanks and three DPS. That's what you've got. So Magneto called it quits. Disbanded the raid. At this point I had fallen in love with tanking and started feeling the thirst for mythic progression. But I didn't want to leave my friends behind. So off to Final Fantasy we went. I had no clue about this game and just strolled in like a noob I was and rolled an archer bard. Steven, Steven and uh, Magneto got in contact with their old guild, rejoined it. I was invited as a social, but didn't enjoy interacting with the people there, as I didn't know them. Suspicious. And they just saw me as the new guy. They had previously told me of a few people from the guild. Most importantly were Channing, the guildmaster, and his girlfriend, Aubrey. Hi, Aubrey. Welcome to the story. Halfway through my leveling experience, I started to really talk to the people in the guild. Channing was a super nice guy. So was his friend, Gabriel. Gabriel was the stereotypical funny guy in the group, but also a little bit on the weird side. His character was female and usually fully slut-mugged. When he acquired a pair of bunny ears, he promptly asked to have his name changed to the Bunny Queen. <laughs> and for some reason, his most used joke on TeamSpeak when people annoyed him was to, for people to finger him. Which he still does on a daily basis, alongside making noises that <laughs> make him sound like an, a female Asian porn star. I wouldn't know. Finger me, yeah? Finger me. Why don't you finger me? Why don't you finger me? 
Channing was, as I said, an all-round nice guy. He gladly helped with dungeons and other content. He even played countless hours of Street Fighter with me, teaching me everything I needed to know about the game. <laughs> he was very patient with people and genuinely enjoyed helping in whatever way he could. What a guy, Channing. He could be stubborn at times, especially when it came to defending Final Fantasy XIV from criticism, but it wasn't enough to ignore. <laughs> it was easy enough to ignore. I just leave such discussions alone. He's a really nice guy. Don't bring up Final Fantasy XIV. Don't say it's shit. Right? He's a great guy. Don't say Final Fantasy XIV shit. That's all I'm going to say. Alright? And he'll be fine with it. Just don't look at it. Don't bring it up. We good? You understand? Good. Aubrey would seem nice. Didn't she? Aubrey seemed nice. She wasn't on TS much until I hit max level. I assumed it was due to the group's very banter-based humour and the lack of limits to our joking. But she turned out to be much like us in many ways. She was just one of the lads. She was German, so she had a lot of Nazi jokes thrown at her. And she would just laugh and send equal jokes right back. How could you ever dislike her? A good German girl who likes a good Nazi joke. Hey, you're alright in my book. You passed the test, German girl. You passed the test, apparently. Which is great. You're in. Well done. The raid team, led by Channing, decided to make me, to take me through the content and taught me the ropes. It was then I started getting annoyed. <laughs> I started to get really annoyed with Aubrey. Aubrey was a... T oh, no. Aubrey's a tank. Aubrey played a tank. And if she was in trouble, she would meow. No joke, when she would get to low HP or be in a bad position, she would say, I need to do this German. Meow? On TeamSpeak. At first, I thought she was trying to be funny. But she did it every single time. Meow? Sounds innocent enough, but holy shit, it was the most annoying thing ever. Furthermore, if she made any sort of mistake, she would meow and then become super pissed at herself and start arguing with herself on TeamSpeak. Meow, I should not have fucking done this. This is bullshit. <laughs> Barely any communication, I don't know, this is as close to German as I can pull off in the time. Barely any communication from then on. Just her rambling and talking and depressed responses. No laughing, no banter at all. Meow. I didn't see how Channing could stand this fucking girl. But oh well, I thought. It's not like she's affecting me. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Thanks, guys. Nailed it. Nailed it. German female accent confirmed. <laughs> the Laura backed me up on it. He knows. Then one day, that day comes, doesn't it? It comes for us all. Then one day, I logged on TeamSpeak. And Stephen asks, did you hear about what I said? About Aubrey and Channing. No. What's up? Magneto chimes in. Well, I said to her, so I heard you were in a relationship with Channing. And she responded, we aren't. Meow. My only thought was, uh-oh. Uh-oh. 
Channing had mentioned their supposed relationship not a few days earlier and firmly believed that they were dating. It's noteworthy that these two lived in different countries and had never actually met IRL. I hope nothing was about to explode, but then again, I wouldn't be writing this story if it didn't. <laughs> Get down! We're not in a relationship! Things changed after this! Aubrey started talking less and less and less to Channing. Wait a minute. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just... Ch <laughs> I'm not sure where this is going. <laughs> Does Channing think they're in a relationship? And she's like, no. <laughs> never. We've never even met. I don't know. He's the guild master and stuff. Yeah, we talk, but... We're not, we're not in a relationship. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Okay, then. <clears throat> so, Aubrey started talking less and less to Channing on TeamSpeak, almost purposely avoiding him. Channing brought up their relationship in conversation with me on many occasions, telling me how she was just unstable. She didn't really know what she wants. But they were definitely together. He knew that. And they just needed to work on her insecurities. <laughs> she doesn't know it yet, but we're definitely together. Okay? We definitely are. She's just insecure. She's unstable. She's uh, she's volatile. That's all. I'll get her there eventually. She'll, she'll come around to my way of thinking. Aubrey, you'll come around. I spent many hours talking to her about this, trying to be supportive, give feedback. To the best of my abilities. I felt bad for him, but I didn't know what to do to help. I could just sit there and listen and watch it all happen. I, alongside Benito and Steven, started noticing that Aubrey was being much more active with Steven in-game. They generally did more things together, like dungeons, trials, which are like one-boss one raids, stuff like that. They talked more on TeamSpeak than they had before. Initially, nobody wanted to say it, but everyone was thinking it. It made everything really awkward and put a really weird dampener on everyone's mood. Magneto would bring it up with me in private on occasion, but we decided to just ignore the situation, hoping it'd go away. Things would go back to normal. But then, one night I was talking to Gabriel. I mentioned how the whole thing was irritating me, and I just wanted it to resolve itself. Just to be like it was before the whole Aubrey thing. He just laughed his ass off and went, Well, I may or may not have some new information about this. But I can't tell you, because I promised to keep it to myself. What a cunt. You, Gabriel, are a cunt. I know something you don't know, but I'm not allowed to tell you. But I'm obviously going to, because I brought it up. I kept asking, and asking, and asking, and asking about 20 times. But of course, Gabriel eventually bu budged. Stephen told me he's received some pictures from Aubrey. And said to me, Lol. I even get girls when I'm not even trying. Gabriel elaborated and told me that Stephen had said that he wasn't actually interested in Aubrey. But she sent the pictures to try and make it work. <laughs> Don't do that. What the fuck? Don't do that. <laughs> I really don't like you. Alright then. Before you make your mind up. You don't like me personality. We don't live anywhere near each other. You're telling me it's not going to work. But let me just throw this card down, right? Boom, motherfucker. Deathwing. What? What are you going to do? 
What are you gonna do? Yeah? What are you gonna do? Dr. Boom! Right on there on the fucking table. Slide it over. Now what do you think? Now what do you think? Hmm? Hmm? Game changer. Game changer. Gabriel made me promise. Promise. Don't tell anyone. Just keep it to yourself. Especially, obviously not Channing. So naturally I immediately told Magneto. He was not pleased, to say the least. He was getting increasingly more angry. His best friend, Channing, because he was... Because he was actively... Actively... Make, to making people feel down about this. Magneto decided to confront Steven about it. And told him to stay away from Aubrey. Their interaction was caught... Was really, really hurting Channing. Even if nothing was even going on between them, just leave it alone. Steven said I've, <laughs> nothing is going on between Aubrey and himself. He doesn't even like her. But he would, you know, I'll stay away. Which, to be fair, he is. He's like, I don't like you, Aubrey. Leave me the fuck alone. Leave me the fuck alone, Aubrey. You stop sending me naked pictures of your big, big bush. Stop it. I don't want to see it. But he would stay as far away as possible. As me and Channing have become quite good friends, I often had to listen to him complain about Steven. I can understand where he was coming from. He was seeing what he thought was his girlfriend playing around with someone else. But it was really tough having to sit there and listen to him trash my very good friend. On the flip side though, Steven would also talk shit about Channing. I just sat in the middle and as each one joined TeamSpeak, the other one would leave and then the other one would start slagging off the other one. I didn't know who was in the right or even care. It was just annoying as fuck. I often discuss this with Magneto as he was my closest friend tied to all of it. He knew what was going on. Steven wasn't around much with us on TeamSpeak anymore. We assumed he was talking to Aubrey, despite saying he wouldn't. So it was just usually me and Magneto. Having the advantage of being 100% certified gay, he did, really didn't give a shit about Aubrey whatsoever. He wasn't roped in by the potential for melons or meat curtains. We both agreed that romance and MMOs was a bad idea. And that all this uncertainty about Channing, Aubrey and Steven was ruining the game. Ironically enough though, him and I fell for each other and started dating while all this was going on. Ha <laughs> ha! What a twist! What a twist! All these hetero relationships are so annoying, we're just gonna hook up. Yeah? We're forming a pipeline, motherfuckers. You ain't getting in this fence. You ain't getting in this fence. You know what I mean? All you idiots with your boy-girl shit going on, fuck it. This whole situation was so bad, we're going down this road. That's all I'm gonna say. That's what happened. That's the way that went down. What a twist! I like it. Hashtag Kappa Pride. I went on a weekend vacation and generally got my mind on things. It was nice that I was just stressed out about any of it. But of course, that wasn't going to last long. However, when I was back home, Magneto sent me a message on Skype saying, Oh no. I've done something really bad. What did you do? I asked. I logged into Steven's Facebook to see if he was staying true to his word about staying away from Aubrey. He followed this, though, with I wish I hadn't. The specifics of the conversation between Stephen and Aubrey is a little blurry, but based on the anger that Magneto was letting out, it was pretty bad. He immediately went to Stephen to tell him, to te <laughs> to tell him 100% truthfully what the fuck was going on with him and Aubrey. He lied and said, Bro, bro! Nothing's going on, mate. 
Yeah? Nothing's going on, mate. Not a fucking thing, mate. Never. Who's Aubrey? Who's Aubrey, though? Who's Aubrey, though? No idea, mate. Don't know what you're talking about. Magneto was furious. He didn't tell Stephen he had seen the Facebook, the Facebook messages. We weren't sure what to do. We had evidence, but we obtained it a bit shadily. Should we tell Chang? Break his heart? Should we confront Stephen and make sure things stopped immediately? In the end, we decided on the best policy. So I'll go to the pub and wait for this to blow over. We did absolutely nothing because there was nothing to fucking do with us whatsoever. We kept our mouths shut and hoped things would work out for themselves. <sighs> I like that plan. What are we going to do about all this? Allow me to demonstrate. So, Heaven's Ward, the expansion, came along. Nobody still knew what was going on in this little trifecta of Stevie Boy, Channing, and Aubrey. Aside from me and Magneto. Channing was, you know, moody about it and talked shit about Steve behind his back. Steve seemed to think everything was fine and talked shit about Channing behind his back. And Aubrey was barely on TeamSpeak and would just meow during raids. Meow. Meow during raids when in trouble. In fact, some raids, that was the only thing she said. Holy fucking hell. Mute her. Mute the mewer. Mute the mewer. Mute the mewer. Let's get a chant going. Mute the mewer. It seemed things had settled on the matter and nothing was going to happen. For a while, we even had lots of fun during our countless all-nighters of leveling and doing dungeons and watching the cutscenes. But still, things just weren't the same. At this point, a second raid team was being formed. Team 2 Final Fantasy, boom, was being formed in the guild. I was going to be the raid leader. It consisted of myself, Stevie Boy, Magneto as the core. And from there, we recruited from outside. Aubrey was going to be Team 1's tank. Channing seemed very intent on keeping her in the team that Stevie Boy wasn't in. I was glad, as I certainly didn't want drama in my raid. And absolutely didn't want a tank meowing during every tanking mechanic. <laughs> Who's going to be your tank? Not her. At all. Getting a stable roster was surprisingly difficult considering raid teams are only eight people in Final Fantasy, but we got there. Raid leading was tough. Tougher than I thought. Calling out mechanics, keeping an eye on everything, I could do just fine, but I couldn't bring myself to calling people out and being tough on those who were dog shit. Then it was organizing, listening to people's fucking whiny ass problems and so on. The stress was getting to me. As I was also having to listen to Channing complaining about Audrey and Stevie and complaining about them. I just wanted people to be friends. Play video games. Not run a daycare center. Then don't be a, don't be a raid leader. If you don't want to listen to people's whiny ass fucking problems. Don't be a raid leader or a guild master. Don't do it. It's the same. If you're not into it, don't do it. Don't do it. As we waited for raids to unlock and had all geared up. The fun died down. Content was sparse, and people generally just sat and, sat and team speak while idling in the game. Channing returned to his moody old self, often staying up until the early morning, talking to me about fucking Aubrey and Steven. It had been a month since Magneto checked that Facebook account, and still, still Channing didn't know. Staying silent was difficult, and honestly made me feel like a bit of an arsehole. But it was about to change. One such night, though, Magneto stayed up much later than he normally did. In the end, it was just me... Him and Channing. As per usual, Channing started fucking moaning. Now asking about Magneto's opinion. 
since the two had never really discussed it before. With a heavy heart and lack of giving a shit anymore, Magneto dropped the Facebook bomb. Boom! Good book, conversation, and how long he and I had known about it. Channing was crushed. He didn't say much for a while, just sat there silent. We explained to him that we didn't know what to do and it was none of our business. We just didn't want it to get worse than what it was. When he responded, he sounded like a corpse that was still alive, kind of. But you know what I mean. You should have told me right away, he said. I understand why he didn't. I'm not angry at you. I just don't have the energy to be. He then got Magneto to send the screens through Skype. I wouldn't see them, but only hear their reactions to them. At one point I heard, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Scroll up. Can you zoom in on that picture? Oh my god, that is the exact same one she sent me. The same fucking slut picture. The picture in question was of her beef. From what I was told. Ha! I know that beef anywhere! Holy shit! <laughs> Wait a minute, zoom in on that beef! I've seen this beef before. Now a minute later I heard Magneto go, Oh my god! Immediately followed by Channing is saying, Is that a dick pic? Yeah. And nobody needed to see that, gay or not. It continued like this for a long time. They went through all of his Facebook messages and I just heard comments about them. Channing said that she had told him the exact same things back in the day and even shared his screen of the Facebook messages word for word that she had sent him. Things like, I love how supportive you are. I love how supportive you are. You make me feel important. And so on. Meow. And with every comment he made, you could feel his heart crushing. I eventually sent part of the logs and it was some of the most cringy sexting I'd ever read. My favourite example was... <clears throat> I need ghost. I need an adult. Going down on a woman is in the shower is impossible. You'll drown, winky face. But going down on a man is, is possible. Heart. And I love it. Okay. Can we all get that out? This is life advice with preaching ghost. Making its impromptu return. Going down on a woman in the shower is impossible, fellas. Because you'll drown. But, ladies, you can go down on a man. And vice versa, depending on your sexuality. Okay? Have we got this in for science? Is everybody clear on where we are? Good. We're always learning. Always learning here at the PG show. Right? You think this is a fun show. No, no, no. We're still learning. We're still learning. We're getting better as raiders and ballers. Right? Once they got through them all... Oh my god, I have to speed through this. Alright, I'm going to speed up because I have to come pick up my son. Once they got through all the messages, TS fell silent. It was almost unbearable. I wanted to help to try and make things better, but I knew I couldn't. Channing just quietly thanked us for telling him and letting us see the messages for himself. He decided then and there that Aubrey and Steven would be removed from the guild and blacklisted. Magneto and I made the decision to stay with the guild and let Stevie boy go his own ways. It was a sad decision to have to make, but we simply couldn't call him our friend any longer nobody said a word to them before it happened they were just kicked and banned from t-speak then the in-game whispers started though immediately stevie boy asked me what have i done this time bro as if he was completely clueless i said you know what you've done is it because i talked to aubrey mate lol is what he said i know what you two have been up to don't play dumb 
Nothing was going on, mate. But it's okay, though. You're lying to me. He refused that anything was going on. And when he finally did budge, he told me it was a one-time thing, though, bro. I was drunk. It was a mistake. Shouldn't have even happened, mate. Forget about it, though. Even though there were multiple instances over days of their sexting happening in different days, he didn't know that we'd seen the Facebook messages. He was straight up lying to us all. Eventually, I gave up. Deleted him from the good book. And from Skype. Meanwhile, Aubrey was sending messages to multiple people from the raid team. Most of it consisted of, I didn't know what I wanted. I have a hard life. It's fine, I get it. You all hate me. Meow. And on and on. I personally couldn't give a shit, but heard the messages relayed through TeamSpeak. Gabriel received a message from her that we still occasionally mention because of how absurd it is. I don't know if you know already, but I am a slut. I mean, not like how you are a slut. Like, everyone hates me slut, so at some point you will probably hate me as well. Yeah, new accent. I'm bringing it in. <laughs> so in case you were not briefed already, it was nice knowing you all, and I hope you think there's more to me than being a slut. It was a wild time, to say the least. <sighs> the end. <laughs> I love the Kermit cat! Get out! I almost nailed it. The accent is perfection. I'll take that from my chat. What a journey. What a fucking journey. That was a journey, wasn't it? Final Fantasy. Not even once. Not even once. Not even once with the Final Fantasy. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to have to leave you rather abruptly. Why? I've got to go pick my son up. But I am back in like 28, 27-ish hours. 27-ish hours with the web show. I'll be joined by Mr. Ghosty. We'll be doing some... Good fun stuff. We've obviously got lots of Legion stuff going on. Generally just kicking back, chilling, and hopefully having a good giggle. So for everybody here, I hope you have a great weekend. If you're not coming to the web show, do something cool with your weekend, man. Have some fun. Do something awesome. I hope so. I hope you do something cool with it. Uh, even if that is involved playing your favorite video game. That's cool as fuck. Yeah, web show tomorrow. See you later, guys. Be good. Be good. You guys are awesome. I'll see you later. <laughs>